Hello, and welcome to another episode of Restaurant Rehab Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy, and today we're going to talk about one of the most well-discussed topics in the restaurant industry, which is tipping. I'm pretty sure you probably guessed that from the get, but here it goes. Uh, There are so many levels to this conversation, so this might get a tad lengthy, but I'm going to try and do my best to keep it under like 20 minutes because that seems to be a solid time frame for a solo episode. It's enough time for me to get what I need to get out, and it's more than enough time for y'all to hit a point where you're like, I am tired of listening to this man's voice. So with that said, let's just jump right into it. So tipping comes in two main versions these days, which would be a cash tip or a credit card tip, okay? But before we actually dive into that, we should probably just discuss what tipping is in general. So in general, tipping is the practice of leaving money beyond the cost of goods as a thank you for the service given while dining in. So uh, that that was actually a pretty decent definition. I just pulled that out of my booty. So um, um, essentially, people leave extra money saying thank you for the service. Now, historically, the etiquette has been, at least in the United States, that 20% is a you did a good job, thank you for your service tip. Now, that's 20% of the check total. Though I will say some people tip off the pre-tax total um, because their opinion is that the value of the pre-tax total is what you did work for, not the post-tax because you didn't work for the tax. But either way, uh, 20% historically has been the you did a good job. Uh, 15% is you you were good, but not the best I've had. 10% would be like, you need some work, but either I feel bad and I don't want to leave you nothing or just simply, you know, there's work to be had, but you at least got my food out on time, right? And then five to 0% is like, screw you. And in some instances, leaving a penny or a dollar is more of a, you know, F you to a server than it than a $0 tip would be. Uh, because you're acknowledging that you understand that tipping is part of the process while still leaving a minimal tip. So you're, you're saying more than the person who leaves $0, if that makes sense. Um, so now that we've gotten like the foundation of tipping out of the way, we'll go back to what I was trying to say earlier. There are two main ways that tipping happens these days, which is cash or card. Um, often it's credit card because most people pay on debit and credit cards these days. And then there's the tip line and you add it and you put in the total. Some people will add a cash tip on top of a credit card payment, um, and that dates back to when credit cards first started coming out, and there was no way of servers to, uh, I guess, bullshit the system in which they would you know, not claim all their cash tips, right? But if it was a credit card tip, it was all documented through the credit card processing system, so there is no way for you to bullshit a credit card tip. So it became a, a known thing that if you wanted to like make sure the server got the tip and there was no you know processing fees added to it, there was no um, you know miscommunications or mishandling of the the restaurant on their end, then you would give them a cash tip because that meant that the owner most likely never touched the money. Um, whereas the credit card tip, it comes from 
the restaurant because otherwise there's no way for them to get it. So that became a little bit of a thing. And then fast forward to, you know, modern day where all the processing is pretty much electronic. And when it's even a cash transaction, often the POS system is tracking all of that cash as well. And in order to check out in a lot of corporate locations, it requires you to input your tip out and they expect you to put about an average of 10% of your cash sales. So they're assuming that you're probably making 20%, but they can't force you to put in 20% because if you did get a couple no tips or low tips, um, then you'd be putting in more than you actually took home. Um, so they usually require around 10% in a lot of corporate locations nowadays. Mom and pop shops, you still kind of have the leeway of trying to fib the system and not claim all of your cash. Uh, and that's just an, a long, ongone, ongoing you know, situation that occurs in the restaurant industry. And I can damn well guarantee the IRS is well aware that it happens. So don't be coming at me trying to say that I'm revealing secrets. Um, I can guarantee they know that servers and bartenders do not claim 100% of their tips. The unfortunate aspect is that there is real no way, no real way for them to prove as much um, without doing like a full audit of you, your employer, your probably your coworkers, etc. Which is way more of a hassle and cost to the IRS than it would be worth the battle, if that made any sense. So really what I want to get into, though, is tipping etiquette and how it's changed over the years and the ongoing argument that – and I, I, I got to assume that it mostly comes – from other countries not having a tipping procedure, quote unquote, um, and mostly coming from European countries where they they don't tip unless it was great service. Whereas like our foundation, our base is usually 15 to 20%. There, a 15% tip would be like, holy shit, you knocked my socks off. And so, you know, that's where a lot of this argument comes from, but the argument is simply this. The argument is, why should I have to pay the wages of the server? That's the restaurant's job. And there are a lot of pros and cons to this argument, and I have worked on both ends of this argument. So what that comes down to is, point blank, a server, a veteran server, and a career server, or even a career bartender which I'm going to use that term loosely, but basically indicating somebody who's been in the business and continues to be in the business for a long time is not doing it because they they love minimum wage. They're doing it because the tips are great and they make good money with the tips and they're good at what they do. Okay. So the concept that we should pay a minimum wage to servers and get rid of tipping is completely besides the point because then you're going to have the same service that you get from, say, a McDonald's drive-thru or a uh, you know cashier at a supermarket. Those are all entry-level, usually high schooler gigs. And nowadays, that's also different too because everybody needs work. And so there's a lot of different people working different positions and some work better for people's hours and their families, etc. But ignoring all of that, typically those are more entry-level minimum wage jobs that high schoolers and people with 
minimal experience work. If you want that same service when you go to a restaurant, then great. Let's get rid of tipping. Let's do minimum wage. But understand that that is what's going to occur. The people who give you the best service know their value and know what they make in tips. And it's well above minimum wage. And that's why they keep doing it. So first of all, to any server and bartender that complains they're not getting paid minimum wage, get out of the business because that's from the get never been the design. And if you are complaining that you're not getting a minimum wage hourly rate, then that's because you're not making good tips, which means you either suck at your job or you are in the wrong space for you. Because that's like going back to episode whatever, when we were talking about the different um, types of restaurants in the industry, if you're more of a dive bar or like a you know sports bar style server and bartender, and you're trying to go and bartend at like a a Fleming Steakhouse or like a, I don't, I don't even know, like some, you know, obviously I'm trying to think of more ritzy places, like realize your space. That's not your space. If you're trying to bartend at a, uh, say like a Buffalo Wild Wings, but you trained and know Fleming style and you're that type of a high class bartender, Again, know your space. People are going to come in and ask for a freaking pint of beer. They're not going to want you to quiz them on the wine list, which is literally two wines at a Buffalo Wild Wings. You know what I'm saying? So that could be part of it. And the other part of it could just be that you simply suck at your job and you're not good at what you do or your attitude presents itself in a way that makes nobody want to tip you or you constantly forget things or whatever the case may be. But my point is, if you're complaining about not getting an hourly wage, it's because you're not making enough in tips. And that's why you're concerned about the hourly wage. But if you were making enough in tips, you wouldn't be complaining. So there is some disconnect there. And that needs to be the thing that gets, you know, uh, fixed and uh, figured out more so than this whole argument between hourly and not hourly. Sorry, that was, a, that was a mini rant. Going back, though, I've been on the East Coast where they have a what's called a tipped minimum wage, which is usually 2 to $3 an hour. And they know that you're making minimum wage plus in tips. So um, the, the legal rule is that if all of your tips by the end of the week do not equate to the equivalent of minimum wage per an hour that you worked, then they would owe you the difference because you have to at least make the state minimum wage. But no one's ever – I don't think – other than when a, my restaurant was shut down post-fire like six years ago and we are out of work for a week, no one's ever gotten a check because you make more than minimum wage, so they don't need to pay you anything. But on the West Coast, where I am now, they pay minimum wage, regular minimum wage to everybody. Now, the biggest issue that I have seen with this system is that every employee gets paid the same. So... Bussers, hosts, servers, bartenders, barbacks, food runners, all the front of house positions get paid minimum wage. So there is nothing separating tipped employees from non-tipped employees. Giving the impression to traditionally non-tipped employee roles that they're just as worthy of a tip as the tipped employee roles. So on the East Coast, if you had a busser, they would get state minimum wage. They wouldn't get tipped employee minimum wage because they're not a tipped employee. They are an untipped employee, a non-tipped employee. They get regular minimum wage. So while you're making $3 an hour, they're making whatever it is now, I think $14 an hour. 
and they understand that they're getting a check and you're not. So if you tip them out, which is recommended but not mandatory, it is a gratuity, a thank you to them for the service that they did for you that evening. On the West Coast, everybody's getting that $14 an hour. So that same busser feels just as worthy of a tip as you because there's nothing saying, oh, that's your money because I'm getting a check and you're not because we're all getting the same check at this point. So that's one of the main things that I've seen an issue with. And maybe it's just in the Southern California area, but everywhere that I've talked to friends, I've worked at, I've seen the inner workings of, that's been like a number one issue. Um, Also, probably just personality-wise and characteristic of some like like locals in SoCal of being a little entitled, at least in some of the places that I've I've looked, uh, definitely plays a role in that too. but I'm getting I'm getting off topic. So essentially, we have tipped employees, non-tipped employees, and then the customer comes in and tips. Okay, in either system, the customer, at least from most people that I've talked to, is under the impression that the person they are tipping is getting that tip. Unfortunately, that's not normally the case these days. Often there are tip-out procedures. Those tip-out procedures are relative to whatever support staff the restaurant has, as well as the other members of the team. So if your table ordered liquor, then there is a percentage of that tip that is going to the bartender for making said liquor drinks. If your table had a busser, then there is probably a percentage of that tip that's going to the busser. If somebody else brought your food out to you, That would be called the food runner. And yes, sometimes all the servers run each other's food. So it could have been another server. And in which case, they're not getting a part of that tip. But just bear with me. Assuming the food runner was an employee there, they're getting a percentage of that tip. In some instances, I think this is absolutely wild. But in some instances, the host is getting a percentage of that tip. I don't believe that a host should get a percentage of a tip if their sole job is as a host or hostess. However, if the host and hostess position also is required to pre-bus, bus, sanitize tables, set up for the next, uh, you know, like reset the tables, um, assist with rolling silverware, etc., then sure. At that point, they're playing a role on the like the 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 inner workings of the front of house but if they're simply just a host or hostess their minimum wage entry level position is what it is and they can get a gratuitous thank you if need be from a server if they did a fantastic job but at the end of the day they should be doing their job anyway i say that while also reminding you that i've mentioned in a previous episode i believe hosts are one of the most important position in the building but that does not mean that they believe that they that I believe that they deserve a tip. But maybe a little bit above minimum wage if you want somebody worthy of the position. And I and I'll tell you this: in a high class restaurant, a host is a pivotal role. They control all the reservations. They know the people's names. They are just as important as servers. But they get paid a very nice hourly wage wage based on their experience and their level of ability. They're not 
expecting tips still. But in some cases, even the host would get tipped by the person as like the same as like a valet person. Like, oh, thank you so much for the service that you gave to me. Exceptionally, on top of the exceptional guest service experience that I had at my table. Uh, so tip out procedures. Often the tip out requires the server to take their final sales report and break it down. So if there's a tip out to the bar, it's usually based on liquor sales, but this is where it gets even wild because this is, there's no set standard for how that works. It is different for every single place. So it could be that the, uh, the, the bar's tip out is based on liquor sales, which to me makes the most sense because it is the only way to clarify exactly what the bartender helped you with on your ticket, on your sales report, I should say. Um, but sometimes it's based on total sales, which to me is a little crazy because they played no role in the food. And if you sold $0 in liquor that day, then why are you still tipping out the bartender? But also could be based on your tips, which I think is even wilder because then you either have to assume that your servers are all making 20% tips on all of their tables in order to do a proper percentage breakdown or wait for the end of the shift and then see how much they made and base it on what they made. I don't even I don't even know at that point. But the only way that you could really do it based on tips, which people do, is a percentage of the tips. So like 1% of your tips goes to the bar, 1% goes to the bus or et cetera. But like what if you had a really crappy tip day and no one – or you only had like three tables, right? And each table tipped you 10% for whatever reason. You were having an off day. Well, now you got to tip out like – like 3% of that, which is a lot when you're only making 10% on each table, right? So it gets a little wonky there. I think the most logistical way is basing it off of liquor sales. In the same sense, food runners and bussers deal with the plateware and the plates that are ordered at the table. So their responsibility should come from food sales because again, that's what they're dealing with, not your total sales. Maybe a busser on total sales because they also do glassware for the bar, but that would be the only situation in which total sales should quantify, in my opinion. Um, the rest of the positions have very literal designations on the checkout report, food sales and liquor sales. It'll break it down. Um, in some places, you would call that the LBW sales, which is the liquor, beer, wine. And food sales is almost always just called food sales. I don't know of any other name for it. But so the the, the tip-out procedure requires that. So if you get a table and they order drinks and then they leave you no tip, you are still required as a server to tip out a percentage of those liquor sales to the bartender. So now you are paying for those people to have come and sat in your section, which is where it's unfortunate when it's a mandatory thing, but also usually it balances itself out. Like, yes, that aspect and that that knowledge point sucks, but often you'll get another table soon after or before it or whatever that also got liquor and they tip you a normal 20% or they tip you above 20% and it tends to balance out. I've never ended a shift and been like, damn, I tipped out so much money that I made nothing. Um, because it 
almost always balances out, like I said. Even the $0 tip tables, they happen. Whether it's somebody who's from another country that doesn't tip, like European countries, or maybe it's somebody who just doesn't care and doesn't want to tip, or somebody who just can't afford the tip that day. Whatever the case may be, it happens. And when it does happen, you can either sulk and be upset about that singular table or recognize that the table before that left you 21% and the table after that could leave you 25% if you give them the best damn service they've ever had and balance that shit out. At the end of the day, I have a guarantee for myself when I'm working in a restaurant as a server that I'm going to make $100 on a weekday and $200 on a weekend minimum each night. And it's always above that. But that's like the guarantee for myself because again, if you just give decent service, it's going to happen. And that's at like regular mom and pop places, like casual dining places. If I was in a fine dining spot, obviously that in that those numbers would increase because the value of the tickets increase. If your ticket price is continuously, you know, $120 for a table of two people, 60 bucks per head, then 20% of that is $24. So I mean, if you give yourself a $100 minimum, then you're only requiring yourself five tables a day, which during a whole shift would be dumb if you had a three-table section, which is typical. So you got to increase those numbers. Now you're looking at maybe 250 minimum per day. But if you're at a casual dining place and the check average is, say, 30 to $40 for two people, then again, your numbers are relative to that. So um, anyway, point being, it usually balances itself out. So the $0 tables don't necessarily create that big of an issue. Um, and if you let it create an issue for yourself, then it's going to reflect on the rest of your tables. And you're probably going to get lower tips on the rest of your tables too. So as a server, it's usually pivotal for you to just kind of like do your best to put it behind you and push it away and move on and give every table after that the same great service that you would have or did to the table that left you $0. Otherwise, you're not going to bounce back from it. Um, and as the as the guest, just keep in mind that if you're leaving 10% because maybe this, this, I don't even know why I didn't think of this earlier. This blows my mind. When somebody bases their tip off of the support staff, if a busser was not professional to you, that is not the server's fault. The server can do whatever they can do to like keep that busser away from the table or like apologize on their behalf or whatever the case may be, but it is not the server's fault. If the server did their job, like they still, in some instances, like I said, are required to tip out that busser. So if you don't tip because that busser annoyed you, and now the server has to dip out that busser, like that's that shit. Um, base your tip off the service from the server, and then secondly, in conjunction with that, add in the interpretation of like everybody else that was involved: bussers, food runners bartender, etc. Um, but even that too, if the bartender is mad slow, usually a good server would like walk over and be like, I'm so sorry, the drinks are taking forever. But other times servers will lie if like something's going on that's out of that bartender's control and just be like, oh, the bar is really backed up. I'm so sorry. Like uh, it'll come out as soon as possible, whatever. Um, which brings up another question uh, for another episode that we can get into after, which is do you stick beside your coworkers, no matter what, or do you throw them under the bus? Um, I don't believe that you should ever throw your coworkers under the bus. And that comes from a previous management role, in which case, um, unless the co the coworker, unless the employee is 
royally wrong and creating a massive issue that would be a bigger post cleanup than it is to just let it happen. Um, unless that's the case, I, I stand behind the employee and then after inform the employee of what I would have done different uh, and what they can say instead in the future. But again, if whatever they're doing or did was royal and needed to be fixed immediately, then, you know, that needs to be done. But unless it needs to be fixed immediately, it's just a simple AO. Yeah, you need to, you need to go, you're cut off, whatever. And then after the fact, I can be like, Hey, next time, you know, don't antagonize them or don't necessarily tell them that they've had too much to their face, you know, do it in a more subtle way, whatever the case may be. I'm just spitballing here. But, um, yeah. So with that mindset, I, I would never, even with a coworker, like throw them under the bus. If it was like, like say the bartender was slower, I would just be like, I'm so sorry. Can I grab you get some waters or drinks in the meantime? And use it as an opportunity to upsell. Be like, oh, while y'all waiting, did you want to grab an appetizer? Like whatever, like take advantage of the situations. Um, don't just sulk. I feel like that's a lot of what I see these days when I'm working at places or helping out places. I see the servers sulking for issues that are mainly out of their control, bad tips, bad coworkers, et cetera. Um, and those situations suck, but that's only going to reflect continuously in your own performance if you continue to let it affect you. So just move on, try to push past it. And if you hate it that much, then while you're pushing past it, start applying to other places, especially nowadays. Right now, everybody's looking. So, you know, figure that out, move on. Um, this is going longer than I expected, but there's a couple more points that I wanted to, to make out. Um, if you are a customer and you get a discount on a check, say it's like uh, money off or because there's an issue or you brought in a coupon, if that server was not the issue that you got the money off for and that coupon instance, in which case you get you know money off in both of those. You should not be tipping off of what that check currently states. If it wasn't for that coupon, you would have had to spend $40 instead of 30. So tip off the 40. You're still saving money. Your tip is $8 on on 30 instead and you're spending 38 instead of the 48 that you would have spent. You're still saving your $10 if that makes sense. So like you're not losing money. You're just also being grateful to the server for giving you the service relative to the food that you brought and paid for, bought and paid for, and tipping accordingly. Um, and yeah, I think that was the last point that I wanted to make. Uh, but anyway, if you guys have points and questions about tipping procedures and things to add and the etiquette of that in other countries and yada, 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 then feel free to sound off in the comments below. And always feel free to message me on any of my socials and ask me any questions and I'll answer them in another episode. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode and I will see you guys on the flip side.